Okay, on the last episode, I promised you my worst deal ever. So I'm going to share with you my worst deal ever. This was an inaccessible track. And an inaccessible track, if you're not familiar with land, it means that there's no legal access to it. So it might be surrounded by other properties that are touching the road, and this one's not. It could be way back. You know, it could be surrounded with 10 properties on each side that all are inaccessible. This one was just two or three lots over from a road that that had access. And it seemed from the pictures that maybe there was um, not legal access, but like a road that people had been taken. And sometimes you can get legal access that way. So looking at the property, my plan was I was a little... um, little confident, a little cocky at the time. My plan was to buy this one really cheap and then start buying up the the ones around it really cheap and then eventually work my way out to um, something with access and then connect them all together and sell one big piece of land to somebody. However, it kind of backfired because nobody who had access wanted to sell. They just wouldn't, they just had no desire to sell or at least not for a reasonable price. So, I bought this piece of property for $50. I paid the closing costs. And so it came up to about 500 and let's see, $597.47. So here I am. I bought the property. I'm all in it for 600 bucks. And those were my typical deals in the beginning. They weren't very nice properties. People really wanted to get rid of them. I would explain to them like it's, it's not worth very much, a couple thousand. It's going to cost me 600 bucks just to close it. So I'm not going to be able to give you much. I might I could give you 50 bucks, 100 bucks. And a lot of times they'd say, okay, I'll take that. I'll have it out of my name because here's the thing. Most people with land, they start getting tax bills and they pay it every year. And the tax bills on this are going to be cheap, like $4 a year or something. But it's just like death by a thousand cuts because they get this tax bill every year. They pay it. They might pay $4, $7, $21, you know, whatever it is. It's not very much, but it's annoying because they know at that point, you know, whatever reason they bought it for, they're not going to use it now. So now they have this tax bill. Now, what they don't understand, most people don't understand is you don't have to pay a tax bill. In my state, if you don't pay your taxes on, on a property like that for, you know, we've all been conditioned, you better pay it or somebody's coming after you. Creditors coming after you, something's coming after you. It's not the way it works in the U.S. with real estate. Okay, it if you owe money on your mortgage and you don't pay your taxes, they're coming after you, but they're coming after you because you you don't technically own the house and they don't want to lose it because here's what happens. The state comes in. If you don't pay your taxes for so many years, I think it's seven in Florida. might be five. I don't even know because it doesn't matter. If you decided to not – that you didn't want a property anymore, you can just stop paying taxes and eventually the – the county that you own the land in will repossess that property, take it out of your name, take it back and resell it to somebody else so they can get the tax revenue. You don't ever have to pay the taxes. You could do that with a house. Most people don't because what happens is the taxes are going to be far less than what the house is worth. So when they put it up for auction or whatever, it's going to it's going to get sold very quickly. And that does happen sometimes. But for the most part, I think when ha- that happens to houses, it's by accident that people couldn't get their taxes together or the tax bill didn't get to the right person, whatever. With land, if you buy something and you don't like it, just let it go. But most people, they, they don't 
like to do that. Even if you explain it to them, they just feel like, ah, it just, it feels like they have to pay it. So I just always explain to them, look, I can get it out of your name. It's going to cost me 600 bucks. So I can't give you very much. I can give you like 50 bucks, 100 bucks. So on these little properties, they usually are like, yeah, okay, I'll do that. And so I bought this property for $600. Now, I couldn't buy any of the other properties around me. So eventually, I was like, okay, this sucks. Now, at the time, I've never really tried to buy inaccessible tracks since I've learned how to list stuff on the MLS. So maybe it would go differently now. But I started sending letters out to all the people in that area that owned other inaccessible tracks. I posted on Facebook and some of the land groups that I'm in. And eventually, I was able to sell this property for $1,400. And that was going to... Let me see here. I did not make very much. That's why it was one of my worst deals. Yeah, $1,400. And I paid the closing costs. So let's say $1,400. Let's just say it's $700. So that's $700 in my pocket after closing costs. And I bought it for $600, So I made $100 on this property. Now, have I ever lost money on a property? No. Could I? Yes, everybody could. And the more you spend, the more potential you have to lose money. That's why you got to make sure you buy it right. Um, I did not expect, I thought I would get three or $4,000 for this property or I wouldn't have bought it, but I was wrong. But if you buy it right and your margins are big enough, you can make some mistakes and you don't have a lot of time and energy into it i mean you can make offers very quickly and then if you're not the one doing the closing the title company's doing it you don't spend a whole lot of time working on it they they do all that you do your initial due diligence and then you you just get the contract over to the title company and once you have a good working relationship with a title company it is easy peasy so that is all of i mean it's not all of it but that's some of my most interesting um, land flips. And so if that's something that sounds interesting to you or you're getting close to retirement or maybe you're young and you just want to stockpile cash, that is something that anybody can do. I suggest learning from the program that I learned from, and here's why. Once I started making money doing this, I went through five or six land programs. In fact, you could do a search. You just go into Google and type uh, Wealthanize, how to flip money or how to flip land. I think if you do flip money, it'll pop up with the five best ways to flip money or seven best ways or something like that. And if you scroll down, I go into really, really, uh, really big detail on how the land stuff works and the program that I used initially. Now, I've been through five or six of those programs, and they're not cheap. But when I was making money, I just wanted to, to learn as much as I could. And so in the beginning, I was going through all these land programs because I wanted to be I wanted to know as much as I could, and I think that was good for me, and since it was extra income, it was fine, but I don't think anyone has to do that, and the reason is you learn so much from experience, and at the end of the day, I'm still using the program that I started with because, in my opinion, that is the best program. They do the best job teaching. They do the best job showing you what to do, what not to do, how to structure your letters, how to get a mailing out, um, what to watch out for, what, what to not watch out for. Just just everything that you need to know is in that one program. So I will put a link to that program down below. And starting tomorrow, I'll, I'll go back to my regular encouraging podcasts. If you enjoyed these, 
these land ones, um, shoot me an email. Uh, if you have any topics you want me to talk about and just get my, my thoughts on, shoot me an email. And God bless. I will see you on the next episode. Oh, and please share this podcast and leave me a rating or review. You know, I'm still in the early stages of podcasting, so I appreciate any feedback you can give me. Um, obviously, I like five-star ratings, but anything you'll give me a rating on would be fantastic. And if you'll share it with somebody, especially one of these land ones, with anybody you know in real estate, that would be fantastic as well. God bless. Bye-bye.